Well, hey everybody, welcome to Valley Creek Church. We are so glad that you are here with us today and whatever campus or location you may be at, whether you're in Denton, Flower Mound, Louisville, the venue and extension site or watching online somewhere in the world, can we just welcome each other together for a moment? We are so glad that you are here with us today and happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms that are here today. Whether you're a new mom, a single mom, maybe you're an empty nest mom, maybe you're a spiritual mom, maybe you just have the heart of a mother. Can we just take a moment and honor and celebrate all of the women that are here with us today? We love our moms so much and we are so grateful for you and today we celebrate you. You see, what I love is I love how much Jesus honors, celebrates, and empowers women. In fact, if you'll look throughout the Bible, you'd be amazed at how uh, honoring and empowering God really is with women. Like if you go all the way back to the beginning, when God made Adam and Eve, He made them in His image and His likeness, which means everything we love and celebrate about women is a reflection of the goodness of God. It's His image and His likeness being revealed through her. In fact, the first woman that was created, her name was Eve, which literally means the mother of life. Women are life givers. If you think about wisdom in the Bible, wisdom is personified in the feminine. So as we're reading through the book of Proverbs in our rooted reading plan together, when you come across wisdom, it talks about it from the feminine perspective. And every man here knows how wise women really are. And women, we should listen to you a whole lot more than we do. Isn't that right? That's a good Mother's Day gift for you just right there. And then if you think about the church, the church is the bride of Christ. We are the bride of Christ. The church is the feminine. And if you think about Jesus, Jesus was brought into the earth by a woman. The first evangelist was a woman. The first person to see and testify about the resurrected Christ was a woman. In fact, women funded Jesus's ministry. When you look at Jesus, Jesus honored, celebrated, and empowered women. And so do we. At Valley Creek Church, we honor, we celebrate, and we empower women to become everything God has called and created them to be. And so we've been in this series called Disappointed. And let me just go ahead and tell you honestly, Disappointed and Mother's Day. Those two things just don't seem to go hand in hand with all that amount of wisdom. So I'm just going to go ahead and, and just we're going to punt disappointed to next week because here's your expectation. Here's reality. This is your level of disappointment. In other words, Mother's Day usually falls right about in here for every woman. In fact, it's not there. It's probably Mother's Day falls right in about here. So I, I'm not touching that. We're just going to go ahead and push disappointment and pick that back up next week. What we're going to do today is something a little different because I asked my wife, Colleen, to have a conversation with some great godly women about their journey with Jesus through the journey of motherhood. And so what I want you to do today is, regardless of who you are or what season of life you're in, I believe there's some wisdom, there's some encouragement, there's some hope that God has for you as we just listen in on this conversation of some godly women on their journey with Jesus in all different seasons of mothering. So, will you open up your mind? Will you open up your heart? And will you let God deposit something great inside of you on this Mother's Day weekend?
happy Mother's Day. I'm so grateful that we all get to be together and share. And so you guys know we've been in the series on disappointment and we've been talking about the life of Joseph. And so, you know, I just have to start this by asking you what has been your most disappointing Mother's Day gift you've ever received. I got one year I got a, I got a tree. Tree. tree? I didn't want a tree. I wanted yeah. chocolate or shoes, but I got a tree. <laughs> and it's not something you can like re-gift because once it's no. in the ground, no. you can't no. pass no. it off for graduation. That's it. it. That was it. One year I got shoes. <gasps> yeah. Uh-huh. My sweet husband went out and picked some shoes out for me. Yeah. I hated them. <laughs> <laughs> and he decided he would never do that again. Mm. He would just let me go pick out the shoes. Mm. Mm, that's probably a good idea. Yeah. Always a good idea. So I have, I have this pastor that's always talking about speaking life, right? And, and, and speaking life and calling things that are not as though they are. And so I've started this thing a few weeks before Mother's Day or around the house. I'll just casually say, like, you give generous gifts. <laughs> you know, you know exactly what mom needs. So we'll, we'll see how that, how that turns out this year. But um, I just love the fact that we are a group of women in different seasons with different stories. And God's met us all on really unique ways in our journey. And so today, I just want to hear a little bit about what God's been doing in the season of life that you're in. And so for Tammy, I know that for you, you are in a massive season of change and transition. You've raised kids and done the high school and college years and two of your sons, right, are getting married this year. One just got Mm -hmm. married and one's just about to get married. And so just all kinds of change and transition that you're experiencing. And so what are some of the things that God's been teaching you in the midst of this season? Well, I think as mothers, we all struggle with guilt. And um, so when the kids were at home, I struggled with, was I doing everything right? And obviously I wasn't, or they would be doing what I told them to do. And that was not happening. Um, But it was really uh, reassuring to me to hear from God that he's a perfect parent and his children still disobey. And um, now I was surprised in this new season of not having children at home to find a different kind of guilt of what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Maybe I was supposed to spend more time on a career so I would have something to do. At the same time, some of my friends who did have a career were saying, maybe I should have been home more. So I think that we all just have to trust that we follow God's leading the best that mm-hmm. we for our certain situation or circumstances that we were in for our particular family and that um, we can't get stuck in that guilt. Um, We have to move forward into the next season and we're finding that adult children are fun and we're having a great time. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's really good. And I feel like it's so like the enemy to try to keep us in the past. Like he always wants to keep us in that what you should have done, what you could have done or anxious and worried about the future instead of just being in the present. Like he's always going after our identity. Mm -hmm. So I think it's so awesome that you could just hear what the Lord is saying for you for that season. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's really good. And so, Derice, you're kind of in the opposite season. (laughs) You are with four (laughs) young ones at home Mm -hmm. and on top of having, you know, a part time career and just a season that's full and busy. Yes. And so what are some of the things that God's been teaching you in the midst of that? So most days are completely scheduled out from like the moment that my feet hit the floor till the moment my head finally hits the pillow at night. And... It's just very fast paced and it's been something that I haven't been completely used to. I've been a stay at home mom, now I'm working. And so things are just 
moving very, very, very quickly. And I feel very much like I'm trying to keep up all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think in that, in this craziness and the nuttiness, I think sometimes I feel very lonely. Um, and, but what God is teaching me in this season where it feels lonely and it feels like overwhelming is that, um, that my relationship with him just goes so far beyond a quiet time, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. like he's teaching me what real time relationship with Jesus looks like. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, honestly, I get like 15 minutes in the morning. I grab my cup of coffee. I sit down with my Bible. I talk to God for a minute, listen, and then it's go time. And he is showing me that when I leave that when I leave that place that I'm not leaving him there, yeah. that he is like, he's truly going with me. Mm -hmm. And when he says, you know, I will never leave you. He actually means I will never, ever leave you. And so he's with me in the car when I'm running to and from school and to the baseball fields and the volleyball games. And he's with me when I'm standing in a crowd at church and he's with me when I'm prepping for rehearsal. He's with me when I'm folding the millionth load of laundry that just never seems to go away. Like seriously, where's the laundry fairy when you need it? So yeah, I'm just, I'm learning with, with him, he's teaching me that that it is all about this conversation that continues, that it just continues throughout my day. When I'm aware of his presence, I don't feel alone. And I'm just feeling much more strengthened for the things that he's calling me to do. And I feel I'm like, I can be physically weary, but like inside, I'm just, I'm filled up with him. And he's just becoming that friend that I need right now. And yeah, that's what I'm learning. So, yeah. So, Rachel, I know for you, the past few Mother's Days have been especially difficult mm -hmm. um, in that you recently lost your mom. Yeah. And so you've been on this unique journey of um, walking through grief and, and walking through loss. And so what are some of the unique things that God's been teaching you in the midst of all of that? It's hard to believe it has been five years since I was nine months pregnant and my mom passed away. And uh, it's been quite a journey to just allow God to fill that void that was left when she died. And um, I've continued to just lean in through all of the seasons to hear and receive what God had for me. And earlier this year, I was reading my Bible and asking God to just give me wisdom for this year. And I came to some verses that I knew I needed to hold on to. And I want to read some of those verses to you just because it's good to put them in front of us. And it, um, they're some of the promises I've been holding on to this year. Some of the things that God's been teaching me. Ephesians 3, 16 to 18. I pray that from God's glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your heart as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Um, there have been so many days this year where I have woken up 
and just imagine myself going to God's Costco and just going, okay, what do I need today? I, mean, I do want to know about this. Yeah. I mean, Costco basically is heaven, but, um, but just going in and going, okay, from God's glorious unlimited resources, I can get everything I need and there's no limit. So I walk in and I'm like, okay, I need some peace and I need some comfort and I need some joy and I need some patience and I need some strength and I need a whole lot of rest, <laughs> you know? And so all of those things, just really believing God has unlimited resources, which he's offering me and I get to receive that. That's so good. I'm never going to go to Costco and think of it the same, right? Like you're not just getting peace. You're getting like bulk size, like enough to just last for unlimited. Yeah, unlimited. Yes, that's so good. And I love Rachel, just watching the journey that you've been on. I think all of us experience loss in different ways and we may not have lost a mom, but some of us have lost a child or lost the dr a dream in our life or the dream of having a child or maybe even the loss of a relationship that isn't what we hoped it would be or what we want it to be. And so it's just been so neat to see the way that you allow God's love to heal that place and to fill that void because it's the only thing that ever will. And so you've just been walking that journey with, with such grace, <laughs> you know, they always say when you bury emotions, you bury them alive. And I think you've chosen to process your grief with the Lord. And because of that, you, although you miss your mom greatly, you are flourishing in life because you've chosen to grow and not to stay stuck. And I just see all the ways that she lives on through you in who you are as a woman. Yeah. And it's really neat to watch. Yeah. So I love that. So good. I just love how you've invited Jesus to fill that void mm -hmm. that your mom has left in your life, mm -hmm. um, especially as a young mom and a, a mom of youngs without your mom. Yeah. I mean, that's a void. That's a yeah. huge void. Yeah. Yeah. So, Chris, I know for you, you don't have any biological children of your own, and yet God has called you in a significant way um, to not only have the heart of a mother, but to raise up and mother and love and disciple so many people. And so just tell us a little bit about what that journey has looked like for yeah. you. Um, many years ago, it started with um, a group of 20-somethings that asked if they could use my house to have their small group. And I'm like, of course you can, of course. Any, any night, any time, it's great. Um, but I am so far from 20-something, I'm not going to be part of the group. I'm not going to lead the group. You can just use my house. Well, I think maybe into the second meeting, I was in the group, and like the third meeting, I was leading the group. So, <laughs> and, um, but what a joy. Those 20-something um, young women at the time are still, many of them are still part of my life. And it's just so, they inspired me with just their walk with the Lord at that age versus where I was at that age. I learned so much from them. Um, it was truly, is, is in 3 John 4, where it says the joy of seeing your children walk mm -hmm. in, the, in the truth and walking with Jesus. And so Lord, the Lord just impressed upon my heart at that point that um, unless there were an Abraham-Sarah situation, I was not <laughs> going to be bearing children. And, but he impressed upon my heart that my purpose, our purpose, Genesis 1:28, to be fruitful and multiply was going to happen through discipleship. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. ever since then, um, I've just felt my calling and my purpose is to disciple yeah. uh, men and women of all ages. Mm -hmm. So it's been an amazing journey in that regard. And I truly do feel like I have lots and lots of children and, yeah. and they're, they're part of our family and, and our extended life. And so 
Um, there's one scripture, if I can kind of share, that really encourages me in this way. It's um, Isaiah 54.1. And the message version, version says, Sing, barren woman, you who never had a baby. Fill the air with song, you who've never experienced childbirth. That's the positive side. <laughs> You're ending up with far more children than all those childbearing women. So you all represent a whole bunch of kids in this family, this Valley Creek family. And so I just, um, I feel like I'm part of that as well in that way. So. And that's just so obvious in your life. I think all of us see it. Like you have the heart of a mother more than almost anyone I know, the way you love and pour into and invest in people. And it's really neat to watch because I think Jesus calls all of us to reproduce life. And so sometimes we talk about in the context of our children and we neglect to be reproducing the life of Jesus in everyone around us and making disciples. And so you've inspired me on that journey. And there are so many times I see people in our community and I recognize a quality in them that reminds me of you. It's like when you see someone's son or daughter, like you look just like your mom. There are so many times I see people in our church, Chris, and I think, man, you look like Chris. <laughs> but really what I'm saying is there's something in you that reminds me of Jesus. There's some fruit of the spirit. And so um, what a great challenge to all of us to be intentional about who am I pouring into? Who am I mothering and reproducing Jesus's life in them? That's awesome. So Becca, I know for you, you're kind of sandwiched in between. Mm -hmm. You're not home with the littles and uh, you're not quite yet to that empty nest season. You know, you have a high school student and a college student and you've had a full-time career for um, all those years. And so what are some of the unique things that God's been teaching you in the season? Yeah, I would say for me, um, I'm learning trust and dependence. And what I think is so cool is I'm sitting here and just listening as we're all talking, I can see it in different threads of what everybody is saying, right? So, you know, when Tammy was talking about, you know, looking back, I, I have that looking back and realizing I've always been a working mom. And so now that my kids are older, I just have to trust that those years that I've always been a working mom has really been a blessing and not a burden to my family and not let that guilt creep in. Um, and then Reese was talking about, you know, kind of that lonely, man, I am... I'm having to depend on God to fill some of those lonely places. My husband travels a lot and my kids, they're older now. They have their own life, you know, so they're all gone. And there's a lot of times when I can really battle loneliness. And so I'm just leaning into Jesus and really depending on him and, um, and then definitely trusting in the void. Uh, you know, like Rachel was talking about that, that void, and it comes in lots of different ways. When my oldest went away to college this year, oh my goodness, um, that was so hard because we are tight. I mean, we are close. So when she moved out, there was a void in our home. There was a void in my heart. And I can just tell you, when we left her at college and drove back, I was trusting in Jesus and some Kleenex for the ugly cry all the way, all the way back playlist. home. I am telling you, I did. <laughs> I had my home drive home playlist. playlist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, but basically it all comes down to this. This season of my life, there are so many things that I cannot get my arms around. I can't control. And so I just have to release. And when I fully release, then I'm finding God can fully take control and he is trustworthy and dependable. So it's, it's a lot of the same journey, but trust and dependence call. That's what I would say. I'm really learning right now. 
And I think when we can choose to trust in the Lord, it's that place where we're able to love fully, right? I know for me, like when I choose to love, it's like love causes you to expand and grow and bless. And when you live in fear, it's like that you're retreating, you're moving back. And when I'm living in fear, I'm trying to control everyone and everything. And it's just realizing like, hey, I'm not in control. Absolutely. The Lord's in control. Absolutely. And so that is really encouraging. Yeah. So it's so good just to hear some of the different pieces of where God's taken you guys on your journey and just the unique places that he's met you with his wisdom. And I think so many times it's easy to look back, right? <laughs> look back on our journey now that we have different pieces of revelation that God's given us and think, man, I wish I would have known 15 years ago what God has now revealed to me. And so when you think about that, what are just some of the things you wish somebody would have told you 15 years ago on this journey that you're on? For me, it's um, to just invite Jesus to reset your heart and um, to reset the, the broken places, the cold places, the hard places of your heart. And when you do that with a reset heart, a, a different heart posture, the circumstances can be exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Nothing may be different with the circumstances, but everything changes because of your heart posture and how you look at your circumstances. And you can experience joy, you can experience life, you can experience, experience the season that you're in um, with the right perspective. It changes everything. Okay, and what you just said is what I wish someone would have told me is the word season. That everything is a season. And I wish somebody would have told me 15 years ago to be present in the good seasons and to be patient in the hard seasons. Because the good seasons go by quickly. And the hard seasons can feel like they last a long time. But it's just a season. I wish I would have known that. And going off what you just said, I think when you know what season you're in, it gives you those guardrails. When you can just stop and identify, man, am I home with a six-month-old baby? Am I running a company? Am I, do I have an empty nest and I have college kids that need me in a different way this season? And when you can sometimes define that, it allows you to really seek God for a vision for that window of time, for that season. This is what I'm called to do, and I want to be fully present. So I know who I am. I know who He is. And my purpose is just going to flow from that. And it's right in front of me. So that's really good. Well, there's been so many unique experiences and just godly wisdom shared here today. So I just want to close with this last question. If you could leave giving just one piece of wisdom, like what is that one piece of wisdom that you would give to every single person on this Mother's Day? Pray for your children. Um, pray the word of God over them. Pray that they would grow in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man, that they would love the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, love their neighbor as themselves. Just pray the word of God into your children. But having prayed um, so much scripture over my children, I now get to see the fruit of that now that they're grown. It was like seeds that were planted that grew up into a harvest. And it's been a real blessing. Um. To keep yourself spiritually and emotionally and physically healthy and be the most healthy version of yourself to everybody that's in your lives. Whatever that takes, mm -hmm. so important. Mm -hmm. Put your oxygen mask on first right. and then on your child. Mm -hmm. For me, the greatest bit of wisdom I think I could give out of all of my story is that God's love was meant to be experienced. Um, it's great 
to hear, to learn, to see God's love. But when you experience it, that's what changes everything. And, you know, when you go through hard times, God can use them to give you an experience with him. And it's like that big bucket at Hawaiian Falls that's way up in the air and it gradually fills up with water until it gets so full that it dumps out who, on whoever's underneath you or underneath it. That's like his love. Like he wants to pour it out all over us. And I can tell my kids about that all day long. I can tell them, it's so great. You just get showered with water and it's so fun. You'll love it. I can tell them about that all day long. But as soon as they experience it, then they know. And for me, I think I would say to renew your mind, like to choose to believe, you know, this whole year we're talking about going back to the basics. Mm -hmm. And I just think of my own kids coming out of Valley Creek kids every single week and learning that God is good, that I am loved, that Jesus has forgiven me, that everything is possible. And I just stop and think, what if I, as an individual, truly believe that? Like at the very core of my belief system, at the very core of my heart, I believe that God is good to me, no matter what, Mm -hmm. that I am loved, (laughs) that Jesus has forgiven me, that everything is possible, just how much that would change everything. And so just that reminder to allow the truth to set you free every day, Mm -hmm. just to be in that constant conversation with the Lord. Like, is that from you, God, or is that my own voice? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so just going back to the basics of what our kids so boldly believe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm just being, I'm just reminded as we're together, just the importance of godly community, of godly relationships, um, places in your life where you can know and be fully known. And I'm just so thankful for you guys. I think without the godly relationships you all have in your own lives, I mean, none of us would be where we are today. So I'm just so thankful that you shared your journey with us and hope you guys all have an amazing, happy Mother's Day. Yeah? I'll trade you a tree for some shoes. I'll take your tree. (laughs)